What's going on, y'all? Welcome back. Welcome back. Look, y'all already know what this is. My name is Trey. And I'm Q. And this is How Do You Love Me? And uh, we got a, a great one for our younger fellow humanoids today. Okay. Humanoid. Yeah, I probably All made right. that up. I don't know. But this one is not necessarily directed towards married folk. But, you know, sometimes you have people who are listening who are younger and or who aren't married. And so we're going to show them a little love today. And by them, we're talking about some basically some new young adult. Yes. New young adult. And we're saying they're new because they just probably turned 18 or they will be sometime this year. They may have just graduated. They may be going off to college or maybe not working for the first time. And we just wanted to talk to you. Come yeah. sit down. Come sit, sit down. down. Grab your favorite beverage, you know, Fanta. I was about to say, non-alcoholic, because we need you to pay attention. Well, obviously. <laughs> I don't know if that's even, that should, that should have been a question, man. Uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, probably in this day, even though, I mean, I told you, I don't know. I, I never had it before. I don't even, my mind didn't even go there. But, Yes. Your favorite beverage, non-alcoholic, preferably. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get started with the intro. Let's do it. And we are back. Q, holla at me. How full How is your full? cup? Yep, beat you to it. You did. I'll go first. <laughs> My cup is probably on about 90. 90 what? 90. Oh, okay. It didn't sound like it's you It's at 90. Done. Okay. Setting up my classroom. Yeah. And last week I was on 95. But this week I'm on 90. Y'all, I, I, I always have a story while my cup isn't as full as it should be. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all know I graduated in 2020. And that was a crazy year. I'll be able to tell my kids that for years to come. Um, and I didn't get to actually graduate, like walk the stage or anything. And I was a little butthurt about it, but needless to say, I have decided I want to get a frame for my degree. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. One whole year later. Hey, I mean, who's looking at it? I mean, I don't know. That just kind of proves how butthurt I was. A little bit. It was still in the thing they mailed mailed it to me in. But anyways, I went to Hobby Lobby. You know, I was strolling through there, like literally strolling because I was looking at all the new stuff they got. Hey. And I I should have measured it before I left the house, but I did not know that that's what I was going to do. So what did I do? I pulled up Google. I said, Google, how big is a degree? Mistake and colossal. Google told me. Degrees are eight and a half by 11 inches. I was like, cool, I can get any kind of photo frame because honestly, I'm like, I don't need this to be some kind of sophisticated shadow box. I don't need it to be special. That's hilarious. You know what I'm saying? I'm not adding a picture. I'm not putting a tassel in there. It don't, it, it don't matter to me. I just want it in a frame so that I can act, actually have it displayed somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can just get any old frame somewhere, but I know that. Hobby Lobby has a running 40% off sale. Give me life. So I went in there, picked it up, 
on the back of that thing it said $8.99. No, $9.99. And then 40% off that? Yeah, 40% off that. Dang. And it was the color I wanted. I wanted like I always like black or dark brown. So I picked it up, walked up to the counter. She's $4.99, ma'am. Thank you. And I came to the house. And of course, when I walked through the door, I said, Trey, I got a degree frame. A what? I was like, because that was random. I, I mean, my, my mind wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. So I, keep going. I went and sat on the couch and proceeded to pull out my little degree. So, of course, I had to pull it out. It, it looked like I was pulling out some tricks, like some kind of scribe note in mm-hmm. a bottle or something. Anyways, I pulled it out and I laid it on top of the photo frame. What did it do? You already know. That thing was bigger than the frame. Mm-hmm. And when I went in there and told Trey, which I don't know why I told Trey. Me either. Because Trey is the fun police. <laughs> Not that I was having fun, but dang, I already got hit with reality. He go, I went in there, I was like, oh, now I got to go back to Hobby Lobby because this wasn't big enough. Did you measure it? Well. That's what you say. Oh. Did you measure it? <laughs> No, I Googled. And what I say that for? I Googled it. Well, that's what. What'd you say? <laughs> I said, I said, it's a, I said, that's why you, I mean, that's why you messed it. I mean, that's why that's it's where, messed that's up. That's why you messed up right there. Yeah, because Google is going to, literally, Google is going to tell you all, like, degrees come in various sizes. You got the little pocket exactly degree. You got the big, the big boy, you know, that's bigger than. I don't know what a wall that you put on your nice library. I don't know. I ain't never it's had all no different degree sizes. before. Well, me either, Actually, but I know I I've do. seen all different sizes. Degree, but I don't, so, it's in a box somewhere. Yeah. So I, I was just like, yeah, that was probably a big mistake right there. And it was. But luckily, we got something called a return, and we have something called Amazon. So yeah, I was you know. like, I'm done fooling with y'all. Now that I done met, because I, of course I came in here and got the little tape measure and actually measured it out. And it was 11 by 14. And I was very upset. But then I got on Amazon and I pulled it up. Got you right. And I got it. Good old so prime it'll be here manana. Oh, look at that. And I'm taking that other photo frame. But no, I probably should keep it. Who knows? I might have a photo I want to put in that thing. I don't know. For $5, I'm keeping it. Right, but anyways, yeah. that's why my cup is on 90. Disappointed. Can we say it again? Disappointed. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. 90 is still good. But your boy is on 97. <laughs> I'm good. Nah. Yeah. You know. Were we shocked? Listen, man. You shouldn't be. It, you know, I range in the 90s on purpose. Yeah. You like Texas. Yeah. Always hot. You up? She up. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, I'm good. It, I mean, no particular reason at all. Um, just excited about what's to come. Who knows what that is? I mean, who really knows? But I know it's going to be good because I'm expecting it. But anyways, let's get into this thing. What yeah. are we talking about today. today? Man, y'all, everything is always sparked by something. You don't just have a thought for no reason. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't just see something for no reason. Speak you don't just hear something for no reason. Everything has a reason. And just like so many episodes ago, 
you life is like a choose your adventure book. Oh, okay? yeah. Yep. You either go down path A, B, or C, and you're going to get result D, C, G. That wasn't even it. <laughs> <laughs> what grade you teaching? Nah, nah, nah. I want summer break. <laughs> Oh man! I want summer break. <laughs> D C G. Yeah, I better go check my alphabet walk. Yeah, <laughs> ain't no telling what's up there. But anyways, it life is just like those books. You you flip to this page if that's the destination you want to take, and that's just like our life. So yeah, I was on fact. social media, and someone shared this to their story. Man, they be sharing some deep stuff on these stories. <laughs> it says the butterfly effect. It's such an interesting concept to think that every decision you ever made has resulted in you to be exactly where you are right now. If even the smallest thing in your life in your past was done differently, your entire life would be completely a completely new story to tell. It's facts. That was deep. All right, so it made me think of that movie, The Butterfly Effect. Now, Trey has never seen The Butterfly never Effect. Saw it. And I haven't seen it since it came out. Yeah, I always saw the the cover, like the front cover. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I didn't like it. Well, okay, so I looked it up. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know if you even knew what the butterfly effect was. So I the looked concept. it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it says... Because I had to find a simple one, y'all. They, they, apparently this thing... Oh, it's deep. Is it's deep. You gotta have a PhD Listen. to understand. <laughs> my little bachelor's <laughs> and associate self cannot comprehend what they're talking. <laughs> Trey probably understand. Anyways, because he on that kind of he on that kind of thinking. All right. So the butterfly effect is the idea that small things can have a nonlinear impact on a complex system. And then that was still a little complex, but. I went down a little bit and figured out why they called it the butterfly effect. And it says it refers to the idea that a butterfly's wings might create tiny changes in the atmosphere that may ultimately alter the path of a tornado or delay weather or other things. Mm -hmm. Right. So just think about it. A butterfly is like it's like smaller than the size of your hand. And just think about how they're constantly like fluttering their wings. And it's just saying like that that those little ripples of air mm-hmm. create create tiny changes in the atmosphere that could ultimately result in big things. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's that's hard. That's I hard. was just my blow. I love butterflies. Yeah, you do. But anyways, sorry. They special. They they're special. Yeah, it is. But it made me think because I'm like, all right, we just went to Jay graduated in May. Another cousin graduated in June. Another cousin. So basically Another there are a lot brother. of people. Yeah. Brother graduated in June. I mean, in May, everybody, every year somebody graduates. Yes. But we just wanted to kind of talk about some things that maybe you should know. So that your butterfly effect will be a positive experience. Right. It's a, yeah. It, I mean, these are just a few. Obviously, you could go on and on for days about different things that, you know, would be good to know and, and all of this. But these are a few that 
were pretty good and pretty common for most. Yeah. And these are things like, I feel like most people don't hear this stuff. Like, I don't, I don't remember anybody just, well, I take that back. I did have somebody specifically trying to teach me stuff. Mr. Roach, That's my the guy. man that I worked with when I was in high school, every night at the dinner table, because I did eat dinner with them, he was always trying to teach me something. Always. Even if it was just a little nugget, just for a minute, he was always trying to teach me something through his experience. It wasn't just like he was trying to lecture me. He would ask me a question. This is one question that I remember, and every time I get ready to say something, I remember it. Like, I remember his wife asked me, you know, she had said something like, my mom was late to pick me up one night. Mm -hmm. And his wife, Miss Roach, was like, we'll take you home. And I was like, oh, no, 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 that's fine. I don't stay too far from here. And she was like, what do you mean? What do you mean when you say you don't stay too far from here? And I was like, well, my, my house is, like, down the road. It's not. It's, like, right across, you know, and it's trying to explain to her, like, a couple streets over, although it was a little farther than that. But I was like, yeah, I don't stay too far from there. And she was like, why do you say stay instead of live? Mm, deep. And I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. Did they let you know? Did they? No. Expound on it? Not. Well, these she. Are answers you, these are questions that need answers. I know, but, cause, but I just didn't understand. I didn't understand. But after that, I mean, in little ways, they were helping me correct yes. us because they yes. knew I didn't. Li- listening to myself now on this podcast and stuff, I'll be hearing it. But back then, I was like, I'm okay. Well, I stay over there. But you know what's crazy? That's because of like who you're around yeah. daily, like as far as at the school. That's right. True. So for the school that we were at, yeah, huh, I'm a scholar, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are you top of my class? Listen, sir. What do you mean? But you know, because I mean, I can remember being over there, and that was like that was one thing that Mr. Roach like kind of stayed on me about. I I knew I was kind of there, but at the same time, like basically he would tell me, he was like, you have it. Mm-hmm. But if I would like, but if I would tell you to do anything, communication, you need yeah. to at, at to least take a, take a class yes. He was like, you need to take a communication and speech class that will get you where you need to go. Mm-hmm. And that, listen. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk there, about it. There was it. more. There was more, and there was another one. I was like, "Where y'all gonna be at?" Ooh, that is. <laughs> Ooh, like, child, the ghetto. I know. Like listening to it, like I catch yeah. myself saying some st- some yeah. things sometimes now, and I'm just like, "Mr. Roach would be trying to help you, girl." Yeah, he was like, "You don't end a sentence with the whatever at is." <laughs> proposition. Pro- oh. Something I don't know what he one said. He was like, "You don't end a sentence." Yeah. It was like, yeah, I was like, what? And first of all, I must have missed that day or week in school when they taught adjectives and and I was there for nouns and verbs. Mm. But after that, all the rest of that got lost. So I never understood any of that. But anyways, I just said all that to say I did have some people trying to teach me mm-hmm. in little ways, things. Yeah. But after I moved away, not moved away. Actually, yes, I did. But after I became an adult and I got a, a job working at the hospital, I didn't get that advice as much as I 
was getting it when I was in high school and I was working for them. Mm -hmm. And so we're just trying to drop this stuff off for y'all because maybe you're not hearing it because maybe the people you're talking to only talking about running it up or buying a bag or trying to see where they at. (laughs) 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 You know, so. All right. So here's some things that you need to know about life after high school. These are some things, not everything. All right. Just keep that in mind. Number one. Need to think about education or it's post post high school education or whatever it is you want to do after school. Yeah. So you need to figure out whether you want to go to university, pick up a trade, go to vocational college, or go to a branch of the military. And basically you need to figure that out. And whenever you do, you need to do your own research. Yes. Do your own research to figure out what it takes. To go down that path. Yeah. So you got to count up the cost. Like our past used to say, you got to count up the cost. You, you got to figure out what is it going to take for me to get here? What am I going to have to do? What do I need to sacrifice? And what are the payoff? What's the payoff? Right. And one thing I do want to say as well, start with the end in mind. Yeah. So many of us, we is. We're thinking about right now, literally right now, right in front of us, the next day, the next week. You got to be thinking about what do I want the end to look like when my like when my career is over? What does that look like for me? Like, is that the family and the kids that live, you know, in a a modest home in Mm -hmm. my same city? You know, does that look like? Yeah. Vacations. Does that look like moving to Florida? Uh, when I retire, like, yeah. what does that look like? Right. And then you work back from there because there's like those different paths. They don't all lead to whatever that end result is. Mm-hmm. And so you want to know what that looks like. And I know it's hard to think about that now at a, at a young age, but nobody said it couldn't change. Right. Right. I I, I mean, there's uh, a guy I know he, he was like when he was when he was younger and getting big money, he was thinking, you know, hey. I'm going to I'm going to be the guy that has the butler and the maids and the helicopter pad. And then he got around in that circle, you know, like people in that circle. And then he said he started saying, like, I I think I kind of want to take my own coffee cup to the mm-hmm. sink, you know. And he yeah. was saying how, you know, having that many people in his home and in, in, the, in their home, he was like, I don't think I want that. Yeah. Right. But he had the choice to change that later on. But he had the option to because of the way he set it up in the beginning. So kind of be thinking about, you know, what does that end kind of look like? And then that can, you know, you can choose your path after that before. Because and I thought it was real good on what you said. Learn for yourself about each one of those options, because if you ask me about the military, (laughs) I hey, wanted to don't, go. Don't do it. I wanted to go. Don't do it. You know, but, and, and here's the thing with that being said, I love paying my taxes. All right. Because uh, somebody, uh, somebody has to be on that aircraft carrier. That's true. That's true. Right. While I'm sleeping at night, somebody's up protecting our borders and all that stuff. So I'm with that. I just know it's going to be me. Right. So my, uh, I'm skewed on that. Right. right. So, 
and that's for the yourself thing. on what you like and what you might want to do. And that's that's a good thing that you said because a lot of times we go and we ask mm-hmm. or we somebody go and share, we admire. We'll or, go and share our ideas, mm-hmm. our goals, or dreams with people, Oof. and people will share their opinion and not the facts. Yes, um, I remember a not long time ago. C. White has said something. She was like, "People put their insecurities onto you." Oh yes. You know, you might say, oh, I want to go to the military. I wouldn't do that. You ain't never going to be home. When they're thinking about themselves. Right. On how they might not be home and what that would feel like for them. They're not thinking about you. Right. They're thinking about themselves and trying to protect you. Right. Through them, if that makes sense. Right. And so that's why you need to go do your own research so that you know, here we go, you know what questions to ask. You know what to expect. You have an idea when you start hearing things because that's what, I mean, even if you just type stuff into Yeah, that's, YouTube. The, that's the great thing about the times we live in. I, I said all the time, look, man, we live in the 21st century, bro. Pick it up. Mm-hmm. Pick I'm, up the I'm, phone. Pick up the, I mean, go to your laptop. Type it into YouTube. Somebody's documenting their journey right now. Mm-hmm. Anyways, shameless plug. Go to Teach Queen Q on YouTube and look up my day in the life of a monitor tech video. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you, that video yeah, is popping right they now. They're tearing that video up. People want to know, like, they do. what is it like doing this job? Yeah. So just like they want to come see this, you should look up whatever it is you want to be. If you yeah. want to be a flight attendant. In the life of a flight attendant. There's somebody um, doing it, I guarantee you. Sometime, when was that? The beginning of summer? No, it was like April. In April, I wanted to see what it looked like to be in the FBI. So I was watching videos and applying and stuff. See? I mean, you could just try See, she didn't stuff. even know Quantico was real. No, when we went to Virginia, She thought it was, was like, just a TV show. I was like, Daddy, is that Quantico? He was like, yeah, that's Quantico. Like what? <laughs> a real place, y'all. But I didn't but, do all my research. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. Just make sure you do that for sure. Yeah. Number two says that we need to be well, like you need to have knowledge on personal finance and financial mm-hmm. literacy. So that means you need to know how to be responsible with your money, how to save how to pay bills, and more importantly, how to pay them on time, mm-hmm. and how to use credit correctly. Yes. So basically, you also need to learn how to dis- like decipher between needs and wants. You know what I mean? And Trey's better at that stuff than I am because I am an impulse buyer. Y'all, this is, this is one of my... Growing over the years, this became one of my favorite subjects, and it's because... You realize that as you you go into certain things and you start researching and looking, maybe some of the stuff that you were that you learned when you were coming up might not be the best way or true or, you know, all these different things. But anyways, like she said, this is one of the most important topics that you're going to ever hear. It's lifelong and it's going to be needed. You can't do anything in this world without what? Credit. Money. Credit and money. That green. Where the paper at? Yeah. So you have to you have to become a student of personal finance. For one, look, the check that you get when you actually go and get on a job, if you if you really look at it and you think about it, everything in this world, 
literally everything, even the shirt on your back, comes with instructions. The one thing that doesn't come with it is your paycheck, right? So if you if you look at your shirt, uh, wash with cold only, cold water only, mm-hmm. iron only. You don't get no instruction on the back of that check. Right. Or if you get direct deposit, you sure don't get no instruction on that. So you have to learn how to use it. And that's why we have so many, you know, so much going on where, you know, brokage and all this stuff. You have to go through these different struggles that you wouldn't have to go through if you um, look because it's out there. Savings. There's a difference between saving and investing. An investment account and a savings account is not the same. Mm -hmm. But it's the same money. It's money that you're putting away for a later date. Yes or no? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But. The investment account, if you explain the difference to a kid, they would say they'd rather have the investment account. Why? Because it's growing your money without you having to do something. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's, you know, making sure that you have that investment account, short-term and long-term, because there are long-term accounts, 401K, IRAs, that you can't get into until you're a certain old age. But then you need those short-term accounts where, okay, yeah, I need a couple thousand now, emergency surgery, whatever, that you can actually go in and reach into and it's not locked up. There's a difference. I'm I, I'm not going to go on this all day, but I could. Paying your bills on time. Look, if you need to, I mean, we, we had to learn this growing up, a uh, young married couple, There, there's a, you know, <laughs> there's a cost to Paying late, there's a cost to not having your credit up. When you don't have these oh, things yeah. up, you're paying more money. They love to see you coming it, when you... <laughs> it's crazy how, you know, when you don't have money, mm-hmm. those are the main ones getting taxed and charged yep. a boatload of money. Yep. The people who have the money and the and the credit, yep. they pay less. Yep. Literally. I know that when I got my car. Ain't that crazy? Mm-hmm. That's wild. So make sure you're doing the things that you need to do to make sure that you're on the less side, you know? Yeah, those are good. I, all right, I'll stop there. That She's ready. No, you're going to have to do a, your own separate yeah, episode. Yeah, I am, because that's... He can talk about this all day. Oh, man, it, it gets deep. Because we didn't even talk about investment. But, but yeah, we're going to do that. All right, number three. Number three, effective communication. All right, y'all. I know y'all be talking on Facebook, Messenger, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. A lot of that don't fly in the workplace. All right. So you got to be, you got to learn how to talk to your boss or your manager or supervisor. You got to know how to write a professional email. And you need to know how to answer and respond to those emails. And also phone calls. You can't just pick up the phone and say, hey, man, what's up? How you at work? You you answering the phone and you gotta state your bit your the company's name. You need to talk a certain way, raise your voice a little bit, slow enunciate. down when you're talking. You have to be able to enunciate. Mm-hmm. When you slur and barely open your mouth, words don't come out the same. Yeah, I had to find that out the hard way when I quit my job and went to go work at the call center. Mm. And I was hearing those audits. I was yeah. like, ugh. And I was saying a bunch, mm-hmm, instead of oh, yes. Oh, really? 
Because <laughs> I was just taught, I was given like everyday conversation cue. Yeah, but you do that. I mean, you, and here's, I mean. But I was on the phone. I'm, yeah. I'm working for a business. I don't know. Doctor's office. They expected me to be professional. This is true. This is true. Yeah. So you got to learn how to talk. And there's, and, and communication, that's, that's another big, big subject, big topic, because you want to be able to get the point across to the different uh, ranges of people that you're talking to. Mm-hmm. So see, like me, I can literally go from uh ghetto conversation, hood <laughs> conversation. I can go from that <laughs> to a, a extremely high level conversation, depending on who I'm talking to. Yeah. I don't want to be in a high level conversation mode when I'm talking to somebody who like, they're going to be like, bro, I don't even know them words. <laughs> like, what are you, why are you using them with me? I don't mm-hmm. even know that. No, you, you think about Jesus and the Bible. Anytime, it didn't matter who he was around, even when you look at his parables that he did, Jesus always made his parables to where the people he was talking to can understand them. Yeah. I'm talking to people who fish, fishermen. I'm going to give you a fishing example. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm talking to people who are farmers, giving you a farming example. Why? It's way easier for them to understand it. And people, and there's no confusion in understanding. So communication is huge. It could be the difference between you standing at a job and leaving. Mm-hmm. All right. Number four. Number four. Number four. You need to have basic life skills. Yes. Basic life skills. So this could be a lot of things, yeah. but these are some of the ones that just came up. So can you cook? Can you clean? Mm. Can you sew? Do you know basic first aid? Mm. That's what we was talking about in that last episode where Trey had to spray my knee with that liquid <laughs> Band-Aid. Do yeah. you know how to do that or not do that? Yeah. You know how to clean a wound. Do Which you? is important. Yeah. All That's the difference things. between getting your um, knee amputated <laughs> and still being able to walk around with a skull. So basically these type of things and like and other things come in handy when you live on your own because you're not going to be able to call. Well, some people still do, but you don't want to have to call your mama or you your wanna, homeboy oh. or your granny every time you can't do a simple task. Perfect example. You don't want to end up. Uh-oh. You don't want to end up I like. I know where you're going. Dr. Dre's Yes, you daughter. don't want to end up like Dr. Dre's daughter. Now, is it is it kind of sad? Yeah. But at the same time, his his daughter. Can we in the middle of this? Mm-hmm. Can we start oh, let's okay. So basically, right now people are mad at this guy named Shannon Sharp. He used to be a former NFL player. Basically, he said some things about Dr. Dre's daughter that people aren't agreeing with. But basically what happened is Dr. Dre is not helping his adult daughter who is allegedly homeless. All right. So Dr. Dr. Dre's oldest daughter says she's homeless and living out of her car. And she's 38 with three kids. And she does Uber while her three kids stays with a friend. And so she's pleading to her father, Dr. Dre, but he stopped helping her in the last two years after she began to do press about him. And basically, y'all, she's 38, but here's the thing. She wouldn't be in that in that situation if for the 36 years that he helped her, or let's wait, let's say she 18. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I mean, technically, 
you know, 20 of those. I mean, she probably was a kid. Yeah. Right. So literally for what the last, I don't know, 36 minus, how do you get to 18? Help me out. Q. 18. Oh, okay, cool. 18. <laughs> I, I wasn't trying to do the math. Y'all I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> See, that's a help me right there. <laughs> but no, but literally for 18 years, what were you doing with the help? Were you squandering it? Were you, you know, what was happening? Now, we don't know the whole story. Yeah. But what I do know is that, is that now at 38 with three kids, you're still wanting to depend on your father. When the wings have been grown in, you're okay. still in the nest. You over here. See, that's where I had to got to pull this out. You still at the caterpillar stage when you've been a butterfly. Get your butt that's up in that air. And that's what I'm saying. So there comes a point. We watched a movie not too long ago, and I got this message out. But it was so many different messages in there. It was called the, dang, what was it called? The, it you Knives Out. Oh, yeah. Knives Out. So Knives yeah. Out, this guy was a billionaire, similar to Dr. Dre. Here's the thing. One of his sons. And all of his kids made their money on their own. Like he, you know, maybe guided them or helped them out early on, mm -hmm. but they had their own separate business. One son had a business. The father was a writer. He, the son, he made the son a publishing company. And then the father published all his books through the son's company. company. Right. Obviously, it's going to be successful if he's a billionaire writer. Now, the dad eventually cut off the son and basically told him, I should have let you do it on your own. Why? He would have he would have got something. He was so used to being, you know, taken care of by his father's by his father's sales and his father's books that he never got a chance to actually see what he could do on his own. Mm -hmm. And the reason his father told him that is because of what all his other brothers and sisters were able to do on their own. And so it's like now I'm put in this position where I got to cut you off. I got to cut you off. And it's going to hurt me. But at the same time, I know I'm doing you the greatest disservice by keeping you on. Right. So anyways, it, it was sad, y'all. But I mean, that's got to learn them basic life skills. You have to. You have to. Because at some point you got to get off the training wheels. You got to ride the bike by yourself. Yes. And now you got three kids and you need to be able to carry them three kids by yourself. Yeah. And you got to do whatever it is to whatever make sure y'all okay. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. All right. Number five. Number five is the work-life balance. Ooh. And that right there. That's another good one. <laughs> that's where most of us in our 20s start to struggle. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why we struggle. Because... We have our high school friends. Sorry, let me get in the camera. High school friends over here, family and friends, sorry. And then we have our people that are attached with our goals mm -hmm. or maybe just our goals over here. And sometimes there's a disconnect between the two. And you don't know how to please both of them. Yeah. You want to be successful. Mm-hmm. But your friends is mad at you. We don't ever see you, homeboy. We don't ever see you, nephew. Big facts. And it's just hard to be able to balance it. But again, that's where I always look. 
you you asking the wrong one if you talking to me because <laughs> my priorities are always on the future my dreams and stuff because i always feel like you always gonna be my family for sure and if you're my friend you're gonna be here forever if you're you know my what friend I mean? that was the key right there. and i like like the times when I was in school and I was working overnight and stuff like that, you ju- we just had to find time. Like one of my friends, she would stay up with, like when I worked overnight, she would call me because she was in college and she would talk me from like 10 o'clock at night till one o'clock at night. Mm. And that helped get me through a stretch. I couldn't see her. She was like four hours away. Yeah. But that was our time. Yeah. While I'm doing what I need to do to to reach my goals and you know follow my dreams, mm-hmm. you know we had to we had to make that balance. But if you don't do that, like if you give more to your your fun time, your social time, it can hurt you. But also, if you give too much to your dreams and your your goals and stuff, you'll find yourself like eliminating family or whatever. yeah. Because didn't you just watch another documentary? I mean, a documentary on yeah. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. He has a two-part uh, series. I think it came on HBO. One of those. But yeah, he. I mean, his dad. The way his dad trained him up and brought him up, he only knew how to focus on golf. And so, when he was in college, they brought his college girlfriend on. His, I think, first girlfriend. She was explaining how you know, she introduced him to a lot of the things first like bowling he had never went bowling with friends just the the hanging out or like I can't remember all the different things but like stuff like bowling and things like that there were a lot of firsts for him because he only knew golf but then after that it went back to only golf and so you know in that you lose a lot of you lose a lot of friendships Mm -hmm. one of his great friends you know talked about how you know I I just I called one day and I couldn't get him anymore. Yeah. You know, so things like that. And one thing I, I'd love to say um, about the work life balance. That's the I don't know if misnomer is the right word, but that's a tricky. It's a tricky sentence mm-hmm. because there if you really look at it, there is no real There's balance. No- one thing that I that I've read is that when it comes to work life balance, sometimes the balance is off. But the ultimate, like the end, it will be balanced. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is like there's a period of time where in order to reach the goals that I have set, my work is up here and family and friends and fun time for me. All of that is down here. Work is 70 percent. Everything else is 30. And then there's another point in time where that might be, you know, opposite mm-hmm. where now I got I got to pay more attention to my family and friends and you know, my mental health, I got to pay more attention to that. So now that's on 70 and work, you know, Hey, I'm here from eight to five, but then nothing else extra. Like that's it. Right. 30%. But ultimately in the end, as you, as you keep going through that, it balances out. And that's when you're able to, you know, yes, I was able to attain the goals that I had, but I still took care of my family and, I love, uh, you know, my kids love me and my friends and, you know, it's not always going to be a 50, 50 thing is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's going to be times where school is going to be way up here. If that's the, uh, you know, where you des- decide to go and, you know, 
friends and family and fun is way at the bottom. Right. Because I got I got a deadline that I got to meet. But then, you know, so work that balance. But remember, it's not always balanced. Yeah, that's true. All right. The next one is number six. Number six is time management. Basically, as an adult, there are deadlines, a.k.a. Uh, due dates. Yes. <laughs> when your bills is due, you got deadlines at work. You got, I don't know, holidays. There's always some kind of deadline coming up. The first of the month, the 15th, payday, your granny birthday. It's always something coming. So you have to be able to know when your deadlines. So you got to keep an eye on your deadlines. Yes. Work towards them and also set small goals. Yeah. So I love that. So time management is very important. Extremely. Time management. Be um, timely. Yeah. And another thing on top of that, because I know everybody's different. For me, which I'm not going to encourage this, I have learned who I am. I've learned the kind of worker I am, like when I have a deadline. Like, let's say my teacher gives me a project that's due next Sunday. I will start it today. Like, I'll open it up, look and see what's all in there. <laughs> I might do one of the 10 modules. But I actually work better the like at the last minute. So you just got to figure out who you are. Am I better to just go ahead and get it done? So it's out of the way. I can have fun the rest of the time. Or do I do better by getting it done at the last minute so that I'm all the way focused and relaxed or whatever, maybe stressed? Because sometimes I enjoy doing my homework in the midnight hour. You know, like yeah, when I was at work uh, and I had it due the next morning. I I sometimes enjoy that because it fueled me. It made like Different stuff just starts coming out. So you just got to know that about you when you're thinking about time management. How much time do I need to get it done? Yes. But in that, just make sure you know what the requirements are. Because you can't, I mean, some people can do it. I've never been able to, I'm not writing no five to ten page paper in like three hours. It's not going to come out of me. Yeah. I've done it before. Not encouraged. (laughs) (laughs) It was like four. But what? real quick fun fact, what she was talking about, I, I knew I had read it somewhere in one of these books over here. What she's talking about is called Parkinson's law and Parkinson's law says work expands to fill the time that's available for it. So it's like, if I got six days, I'm using five of them late. I mean, I'm waiting five of those days until start it. Oh Yeah. So at work, so like however much time that I have to get it done, time is going to expand up into that. Like I'm waiting until that last minute. Mm-hmm. But anyway. I try not to do that. I yeah. don't start out with the intention of doing no, it. No, no, it, it's just it's just what it's called. But yeah, for me, once I open it up and I see how much work there Ooh, is, I got a week. To no, get that it, just, done. it either stresses me out so much that I don't want to think about it, mm-hmm. or I'm just like, oh, just a couple modules. I can get them done the same day. Yeah. Greatly underestimated. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) All right, number seven. Learning from your failures. All right, now, here's one thing I'm sure you've heard. You probably don't heard this all your life. You are going to make mistakes, okay? 
You're going to make them because you don't know what you're doing, even though you think you do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you need to learn from them. Okay. If you run into the back of somebody's car after you finish paying their car and your car off, you need to evaluate what you was doing to run into the back of their car. Okay. I don't know. I mean, there's so many things, but just learn from your failures so that you don't have to keep repeating the same things over and over. Cause God's trying to teach you a lesson. You just ain't picking it up. All right. Yeah. Number eight, you need to know how to survive without technology. Okay. Without technology. And when I say without technology, I mean, without your smartphone, without your laptop, without your Apple watch. Okay. What you going to do when the stuff can't talk back to you when you ask a question. Okay. Get your butt up and go to the library. Is that what it say? Learn how to. No. You put that in. No, I'm saying you put that in. Yes. How to uh, survive, survive without, without technology. technology. Yeah. Well, listen. Yeah. It, no, but the thing, well, the reason why they want you to do that is because in the event that it's not there, you need to figure out how to. Okay. Good example. So I'm good. I'm good, good example. with that. Your GPS not working. Ooh. That's tough. I do know. Northeast, south, and west. So I'm good. That, but I'm that's just what I'm saying. saying. You got to figure it out some way. Yeah. If somebody gave you verbal or paper directions, or if you had a map, you need to be able to figure your way. And look, that's just one of the hardest things. I know everybody is not, you know, some of us are map challenged, but I'm just, that's just an example. This like you got to be able to figure your way around the situation mm-hmm. in the event that you don't have access to the technology that is provided to all of us. That's true. You don't want to come, and that that just applies to almost anything. You don't want to be too overly reliant on anything. That's a setup for disaster. Yep. All right, number nine, self-care. Because you got to understand how to feel the stress and anxiety, but also know what it means to take care of it, how to handle it, how to survive with it. Because it's going to come, like, Stress is always there. It's lurking. It's lurking behind the corner, waiting for you to walk. Mm-hmm. And it's going to jump on your back. But look, if you know how to handle it. Yep. You're God is God. God can take that stress away if you allow him. Read the right scriptures. Keep mm-hmm. those in your heart for sure. Because she's right. It's going to try and sneak its way in. And if, you, if you're not careful, it will take over your life. Mm-hmm. And you'll end up not doing any kind of movement, any kind of moves, because it, it might seem like too great of a challenge. But one thing I will say is when things get rough, when it seems like it's too much, remember one step at a time. Right. If you've ever been anywhere, I love this example. If you've ever been anywhere and it's been foggy, right, and you came to see, you can't see right in front of you all the way back. One thing you can do is you can't uh, see those 10 steps. Take the 10 steps and you'll be able to see 10 more steps. So it's not about being able to see that whole, mm-hmm. like, all, all the way, way down. down. The what is my, I know I said that at the beginning, right? Like, you know, what is what does that picture look like? Sometimes you ain't going to be able to see it. Yeah. And if you can't see it, don't let that overwhelm you. Take what you can see. Take those 10 steps. And that fog, 
will move back a, mm-hmm. uh, 10 more steps. So nope. just take those 10, take those 10, and eventually you'll be where you want it to be. But, yeah, have faith in God and keep taking them steps. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I wanted to quit this job. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't want to quit like that. I knew I had to, like, as a first-year teacher, I felt like every step that I took – I still was in the dark. I felt like I was walking around in the dark mm-hmm. at somebody else's house, not at my house. Yeah. That's how I felt all year. So I'm doing something new and every day is something new. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But once I finally got to the summer and I looked back, I was like, I ain't even been that far. I mean, like I've, I've been far, like I walked a long way. Yeah. But it didn't feel like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just, just yeah, figure out how to handle your stress and anxiety in a healthy way. Yeah. I mean, I'm... Healthy way. Yeah. Find somebody to help you stay accountable. That might help. All right, number 10, which is the last one, career planning. Mm. So you need to know how to look for your own job, Okay. You need to know how to make your own resume or find help to write a resume. Because, I mean, when you're coming out of high school, you don't, like, what does this look like? What words do I put down? I mean, I worked with my mama and them this summer. Ain't it just a blank sheet of paper that you hand to the the job person when you get ready to sit down for the interview? And every resume looks totally different. Yeah. The requirements for every field are totally different. Yeah. Just a quick tip. Put down all your skills, everything you've done on a, you know, just a separate sheet. After you've made your resume or whatever, put all your skills, everything over there. If you're job hunting, more than likely, like she just said, there are going to be different skills that are needed for different jobs. If you already have your running list of all the skills that you have, you can go in, pick and choose the ones that you need for this specific job. You don't have to jog your brain anymore. It's already on that separate sheet that, uh, Google Drive sheet, whatever it is, and you can go through, okay, this job, I'm going to need this, I'm going to need that. You're not lying. It's stuff that you already have, but you don't have to sit there and jog your mind And because every job is different, and you can't show up to a job that's expecting this, and you got, you know, well, I, I don't know. You, you just want to make sure. a job with medical, yeah, that, medical that terminology. Perfect, perfect example. They're like, and? Yeah. I don't need to know why. You know how to change a catheter mm. here. <laughs> Can you hold a hammer, bro? Okay. <laughs> but but yeah, that that's basically what I'm saying right there. Yeah. So. On a side note, I learned a little while ago that if you don't know how to write a resume, instead of like Googling and guessing and stuff like that, number one, you can always look at the keywords that are provided in the actual job posting. And sometimes they say if you put those in your actual resume, it'll help pull it up whenever they're filtering through the system. You to do want to do people. that because real quick, uh-huh. you definitely want to do that because most of the time it's going through the system before it gets to a person. Right. And so if you don't have the right verbiage going through, is the system is going to kick you out, not the person. Mm-hmm. So in order to get to the person, it's looking is scanning your resume for keywords, and if they ain't in there, zoom, yep, person don't even get to see it. Yeah, so, so that's, yeah, you definitely want to do that. That's tip number one. Number two, 
for the resumes and all that good stuff is to go to someone who can help. Now, yes, if you are in college, go to somebody on campus. But There's free. somebody on campus. Yes. They are there to help you. Yes. I don't know what exactly your department is called, but you need to go talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Probably be like the career. Anyway, just walk to somebody in the administration building or that they'll help you. Another place you could go if you're not in college is your library. Okay. A lot of people don't know this, but your library provides so many free resources. Okay. So many free resources. And I'm sure they can point you in the right direction on how to write a resume. And then number three, if your library is not a good help, you can always go to a workforce center. Mm. Okay. Cause that's what they do. Yeah. Workforce solutions, workforce center, something like that. They want to get you out into the workforce. Right. Okay. So they're going to do in any, name. Yeah. They're going to do anything they can to help you. They might even have some jobs at the, you know, some tips some leads on some jobs. Okay. There's yeah. always something. That's facts. Yeah. Real so, quick. Oh, did we, do, are we done? Uh, no, there's uh, a little it? bit more on that one. Oh, on the. Yeah. So on top of like the job hunting, you need to have resumes, cover letters, you need to know how to sit in an interview. That's true. Okay. I, I told Trey about this. Of... I told Trey about this a while ago. I was like, you need to do a video on like a mock interview. Yeah. There's a lot of, cause you got to realize a lot of, I mean, not everyone. Sometimes you're going into the room with somebody who just got the job and they're interviewing you. You're their first interview. <laughs> you get an interview for the first time. But then a lot of times you're going in there with someone who, look, they put me in this position to make sure that I get the best people. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I do know verbal cues. Yes, I do know when you're lying to me because you're looking up to your left to think about the answer instead I of the right. I do that, though. No, there's a difference. Oh, I do it to the right. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> because when you're looking up to the left, it's it's a different brain. Disorder. Anyway. There are people who are there are people who are looking at different things mm-hmm. and how you answer, how you're sitting, are you slouched? Are you like Yeah. Are, how many times did you look me in the eye in this interview? Yeah. So there are certain things that yes, you you want to be thinking about. It's a lot. But it could be the difference between you getting that ADK job and somebody and them going with somebody else. Just because, hey man, I loved your personality. But you're not very confident. Uh All right. So I have a little bit of a story. When I was in high school, one of my counselors came to me and said, hey, I want you to apply for this job. You have the, well, she was like a scholarship. She was like, you have the GPA. You Mm -hmm. have all the extracurricular activities. Go apply for this. So I went to the seminar. I put in the application, got my references and everything. And they called me back for an interview. And this was to become a nurse. Oh, yeah. So they were going to train me to be a, a CNA That's right. and then put me to school to become a nurse. So when I got to the end, I was so nervous. I was so nervous when I got there. I was praying the whole time outside. I was like, Lord, please, if this is for me, let it be for me. That was the only prayer I used to know. Hey, that's pray. a good prayer, man. <laughs> if that's the only one you know, that's a good one. Good. And <laughs> when I got in there, it was a panel interview. That was my first real interview, and it was a panel interview. But not only was it a panel interview, like them 
but they also did like four of us at a time because there were like a hundred applicate applic whatever applicants. Yeah. Yeah. And so they started asking simple questions. Now I happen to be the last one. The first girl, they were like, tell us a little bit about yourself. She started crying. Dang it. Like, I I just and they kind of help coach her through the next guy. Wait, on the tell me about yourself? Yeah, she was like, I want or like, why do you want to be a nurse? Yeah. And she was like, I want to be a nurse because I just. Uh, yeah. Dang. The next guy was like, it was three of us. There were three of us. The next guy was like so cocky. Mm-hmm. It And he was like rambling. And when it got to me, I don't know what I said, but I just remember thinking about it. Don't cry. Don't cry. <laughs> don't cry. <laughs> and they asked more questions and more questions or whatever. And I ended up getting yeah. that scholarship yeah, I remember that. and that job. But like, but yeah, that's, I, I mean, learned that's from a, that situation. Yeah, because that's a key. That's like people do that every day, I'm sure. I'm sure. Crying in the interview because the they pressure. didn't know the answer. And the, no, pressure, the pressure. Yeah, but the pressure of not knowing the answer. You I didn't. We 17. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, you have to have some kind of idea on why you want to do what you're doing. Well, she did have an idea. I think it was just like. Yeah. It was probably like. It's intense. She it's was probably going to be that one. The one that make it out. Yeah, so I just thought about that. And then another thing is the thank yous. I didn't know that this was even a thing until we got married. I didn't realize you need to write thank you notes. Thank yeah. you cards. No, thank no, you. It's the unsung hero that if you do it and you do it right, it could be the difference between them going with someone else and, and you. Just mm-hmm. to, I mean, if, if since we're on the interview side, just, hey, Right after that interview, you you writing that note and giving it to the secretary to give to the yeah. person who who interviewed you. I've heard stories. About I'm that. telling you, it's a second thought that they could give you versus anybody else because mm-hmm. you took time out to do that, and everybody else is literally going on Instagram, yeah, live, okay, to let them know that you just, they just had the interview. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah. So big difference. Real quick, are we about to end it? Yeah. Okay. Right before we, once we, before we end one bonus thing. And I think it's super important out of everything that we said, a major, major component as well is building relationships. If you do decide to go to college or you do decide to go to a trade school or you do decide to go straight to work or to the military, you build relationships relationships can get you places and into doors that not having it or not knowing the person or the people will be able to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it, some people, they, they call it nepotism a lot yeah. of times, but okay. sometimes it, it, listen, I built the relationship. That was work that I put in. It might not have been for this job right now, but it got me the job. I put that work in when I built the friendship, but seriously take that in the heart don't treat people wrong try and go out and with the open mind of listen i don't know where this relationship could take us or you don't know 
you never burn the bridge because you don't know when you're going to have to cross back over it. Mm -hmm. What do I mean? I met a guy 10 years ago and now we're literally talking because he got a new job in a high position and he wants to bring me on because he remembers how we were all cool and stuff 10 years early. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not talking about me, but I'm just saying these are the things that happen. Why? Because I built that relationship. I hadn't thought about him in 10 years. Boom, he popped up because he was thinking about me. So anyways, that's it. Yeah, I was just going to close by just reminding you that every decision you ever make will result in your future. Like every action, every word you speak, everything you do will affect your future. So choose wisely. And that's not saying that you won't have any mistakes or anything like that, but understand that that's a part of it. Like if I do make a mistake, there are consequences, negative and positive that will happen. Now, just because that happened, that also doesn't mean that that's the end. So fix it, get it right, get back on track and keep pushing forward. And eventually you'll get there. And with that being said, that was it on this one, y'all. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. If you're still here at the end, man, give yourself a hand clap and like and subscribe. Okay. Look, <laughs> y'all know y'all already knew what was coming. Okay. Look, if we appreciate y'all. But if you did like it and you're not subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. We'll really appreciate you. Leave a review wherever you're at looking or, or listening to this. We thank you. Also, if you want to hear any other topics or hear from us. Send us an email at hdyloveme at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram at hdylm underscore podcast. Listen, if you also um, just want to leave us a, a voicemail, go ahead and call 682-231-0848 and you can always go to hdylm.com for the merch and everything else. Listen. Remember, it's always grand gratitude over here. That's high thinking, strong faith, simple living, smart work. With that being said, peace.